Welcome back to another episode of Fujoshi Trash Talk, where us trash fangirls will discuss BL series, fandom tropes, and all sorts of fun things like that. My name is Stacy. I'm known on the internet as Sailor Spaz, and I have with me my usual cohorts. There is Tara sitting next to me. Hello. And Jen across the ocean from us in Japan. Hello. And today we're going to discuss Given, which is a manga series by Natsuki Kizu, which started in 2013. But we're going to discuss the anime today, which aired in the summer of 2019, and actually just had a movie release in Japan in August 2020. Um, the basic story is that it revolves around the everyday lives and romances of a group of guys in a band. It kind of starts out like more like a slice of life, not really... You can't really tell at the beginning that it's a BL series because it starts with following two guys in high school, uh, Ritsuka Uenoyama and Mafuyu Sato. So Ritsuka is a guitarist in a band and he basically just, you know, he enjoys playing the guitar. He likes taking naps during his lunchtime and all that. But then one time when he goes to take his usual nap, he finds this boy, Mafuyu, sitting on his usual staircase holding a... Fancy guitar and looking all sad, and he just uh, has to find out what's up with this guy. Well, not that he really wants to at first, but this just kind of starts the whole thing. Okay, so actually, it starts off mm -hmm. with Sato, because there's it gives you a hint that there's some issues with Sato to begin with. He leaves his apartment by himself, he goes to school by himself, he has no friends, and he's even telling himself that he's not lonely. Mm -hmm. So you know there's some... Something going on there to begin with. Yeah. Like, you kind of get hints that, you know, something's a little bit darker about him. But then then they also have, like, scenes when he meets up with Uenoyama and they're just, he's just, oh, he's kind of ditzy type. Like, he has this fancy guitar, but he has absolutely no clue anything about it. Like, anytime any musical term comes up, he's like, what's that? What's that? And everybody has to explain to him, like, <laughs> these are very basic things, but... This is a guitar. Yeah. These are eh? strings. <laughs> what? You can change the strings? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't he originally take it to Uenoyama because it, the strings are broken and he wants it fixed? Actually, no. They met on the stairs. Yeah. And he was holding the guitar. Yeah, he had the guitar with him, and he's looking all sad. He's got the broken string. And Ritsuko goes, why don't you just fix your guitar? And he's like, it can be fixed? <laughs> yeah. And this starts the whole kind of tsundere pattern that initially happens with Uenoyama here, where he's like, okay, I know how to fix the guitar string, but I, I don't have time right now. I don't, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to take okay, my Okay, okay, fine, fine, I'm going to do it. Okay, let me go get my tools and I'll, I'll uh, fix your guitar string. And then Mafuyu's all like, oh, wow, you're so great. You're so amazing. Can you teach me to play guitar? And he's like, no, no, I'm not going to teach you to play guitar. Come on, I don't have time. I mean, I know how to do it myself, but I don't know how to teach anybody. And then eventually, okay, fine, I'll teach you the guitar. Here, look up <laughs> methods of how to teach somebody guitar and we'll practice at lunchtime and all that. And it all goes downhill from there. Yeah. <laughs> or uphill. One thing I do have to ask is, how did I never hear about this anime beforehand? Because when I first saw it on Netflix in Japan, it, it just seemed like generic high school band anime, you know, like, mm -hmm. and, and I've been really disappointed by band anime lately. And so I was like, nah, I'm not really going to watch it. And it kept pushing it and pushing it. And then you were like, oh, let's watch Given. I'm like, oh, Given's a BL? And then you start watching it and you're like, I have... You can't really tell that this is a BL. It just yeah. feels like generic band anime. Mm -hmm. But then it gets so cute. 
Yeah, it does kind of start out more like slice of life. I mean, you know, with the music connection, you kind of like K-On, but gay. So would that be Gay-On then? Yeah. <laughs> 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 but- so yeah, it just kind of starts out with the two boys meeting in their high school, and then then Uenoyama takes Mafuyu to meet the other members of his band, which are two college guys. Who there's uh, Haruki, the bassist, and then there's Akihiko, the drummer, who are the the other two characters. Who there's kind of two romances going on here, though it takes a while for either one to really develop. Well, I'd say right away you find out Haruki has a crush on Akihiko and he's always blushing around him and you're kind of not sure what Akihiko I actually about. didn't realize that until a few episodes oh, in. Oh, really? Like around episode four, yeah, five. I don't know, I guess from the beginning, because there's a few scenes where he's kind of looking at him and blushing and like... Ah, uh, and you were like, Geida, Geida. Yeah, the Geida was going ping, ping, ping right away. <laughs> Just because he was, you know... I mean, I knew going in it's a BL, so any time a guy's blushing around another guy you're assuming that yeah he's got a crush on him but they have a thing where like Akihiko well okay Uendo Yama's older sister wants to date him but you don't really see any signs that he's actually interested back so but he does have experience with men so you're kind of like he might be bi but he doesn't really show interest in women so it's not really clear that's the relationship. Yeah, so, that's kind of the setup. That's where the relationships are. So the relationships for me, there's a couple of things. One, it took a while for me to pick up on the Akiko because it, sometimes it wasn't really clear. Like, you weren't quite sure. Second off, the relationship between uh, Retsuke and Mafuyu is interesting in that I find it, like, it hit me on a sour note kind of dichotomous because one's very, very sundere. And usually when you pair a sundere, you pair it, like, with a really innocent or misunderstood character who looks mean, but it's really sweet. Or But you have a traumatized person who looks innocent. Mm, yeah. It was it was like, this, these are not the two character types that end up together, if that makes sense. Like, mm, you normally yeah. don't have a harsh sundere with someone who's traumatized. Yeah. I don't think Winoyam is, like, too harsh in his sundere. Well, I guess there's a couple of scenes where he's kind of hard on uh, Mafuyu once he starts once he starts realizing his own feelings that he's kind of like, uh, I don't know. And so he kind of takes it out on him at first, but then... <laughs> to be honest, I really didn't like Mafuyu the first time you meet him. Mm. Uh, I have to agree. Yeah, because yeah. he's just so annoying. <laughs> he, like, knows absolutely nothing, and they're always having to explain every little thing to him. Like, even the simplest things. What? And, he follow- <laughs> and he's, like, constantly following Ritsuka around, and he only really talks in, like, yeah. single-syllable mm. sentences. And I-, I was wondering, actually, and he even mentions how he has trouble communicating with people, and I wondered if maybe he, whether, I don't know if it was conscious or not, but maybe he has Asperger's. Yeah, he, he's on, on the, the spectrum. spectrum yeah, he's on the spectrum. That was my thought too. A, he's on the spectrum because mm-hmm. he can't recognize emotions or mm-hmm. he's so traumatized. He can't recognize emotions mm-hmm. either in himself and other people. Yeah. But the other thing is, the thing that drove me nuts is, I, by the way, I knew he would have a beautiful voice from the very first intro when he's singing. I'm like, of course. <laughs> just waiting for it to come on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, spoiler alert. He can sing. Yeah. Shocking. Aside from being monosyllabic and not really having an opinion. The thing is, is he's so just blank the first yeah. two episodes. Like, he doesn't really know what music he likes. 
he yeah. doesn't really know what music is. Yeah, because he kind of like asks other characters, like they ask him, like, "What? So, what kind of music do you like?" And he's like, "Um, well, what do you like?" Like, uh, that's not answering the question. Just asking, you know, somebody else what they like instead. And that may be part of the story: him like overcoming trauma, or him starting to yeah. love Michelle and realize he can have opinions, or that he does have emotions. Mm-hmm. But still, to begin with, he doesn't, and he definitely comes across as on the spectrum. Yeah. I mean, I guess some... This happens in the first few episodes, so I guess it's not too spoilery, but you find out that he... The guitar he carries around that he has no idea what to do with came from his boyfriend who committed suicide. Dun-dun-dun! Yeah, bum-bum. And uh, so he's just still... They don't... I don't know if they say exactly how long ago that was. It seems like maybe it had been like the previous year or something. Well, or... yeah, I'm guessing it was fairly recent because they just started high school and it was in middle school that yeah. he committed suicide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's definitely got a lot of trauma that he's working through, and that's kind of, I guess, how this arc, well, I guess it's, for now it's the full series, but as I said, there's a, there's a movie coming out, and I'm sure they'll probably make more you know, of the TV series, too, if it's done so well. But yeah, for this first arc, that's kind of his story, is like learning to deal with that tragedy that he felt, and you know, of losing someone he loved, and feeling like, it was partially his fault because they'd had a fight and they'd said some not great things to each other before that. And then suddenly, bam, then he committed suicide. Like, so he's kind of, he's working through that trauma and he's doing that through the music is kind of how it ends up happening. Like he can't express himself in his everyday life that well. You have like some other characters, a couple of friends from his past who are also new, his boyfriend as well. They all grew up together and, you know, they kind of come along and try to help him, but it doesn't seem like, I know, they're trying to help him move on, but he doesn't seem to respond too well to that. Working it out through being in the band and, you know, expressing himself through the music is how he is able to get through it, I mean, eventually. But yeah, the first couple of episodes, he just comes across as blank and passive. Yeah. Yeah, I think it definitely takes that first few episodes to get through it. And then it's like, oh, actually, this is really good. Mm-hmm. And then you binge watch the entire series in one day. Yeah. I did two days, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, but 24 yeah. hours I'm counting as a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, so what do you think of the other the other characters, like besides uh, Mafuyu? Like, how do you think they were portrayed? Did you like them or think like you needed more information about them no i loved i loved all their personalities i loved how everyone was very supportive of each other and as the two college students haruki and akiko were very well i wouldn't say wise but they were definitely (laughs) more experienced with the world (laughs) and so they were trying to support their like core high yeah to get better at the band and to be good teammates and friends. And it's like, oh, this is so cute. Mm-hmm. It's nice because it's support without unnecessary drama. Like yeah. Some yes. series, they like to throw in jealousy and stuff. And it's like, real life, most college students are not jealous of high school students. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's not where you want to be when mm-hmm. you're in college. Yeah, they're very good. And then, like, uh, there's one scene where... Uh, Ritsuka goes up to Akihiko once he's starting to realize that he's feeling something for Mafuyu and he's like, I don't know about this. And Akihiko's like, yeah, so what? I mean, I've been with guys before. It's no big deal. He's just kind of like, yeah, (laughs) go for it. It's so good. And that's like the perfect advice you want to give someone. It's like, it's not weird. It's just, it is what it is. Yeah. He seems to be like, I don't know. I kind of like, 
out of the four, I think I like Akihiko the best. I'm not sure why, but I don't know. He's just like the one. I wonder if it's uh, the piercings and the short hair and the sharp eyes and the I'm an asshole type character and everything that ticks Stacey's box. (laughs) Gee, I have no idea what it is. (laughs) He's not really an asshole, though. (laughs) He isn't. He just... He looks like one. Yeah, yeah. He has that look. Like, he has a mean look about him, but then he's the one who's kind of like... He, it's the one, I can't tell if he's oblivious, but he also seems to have his shit together. (laughs) Like, I don't know, like, he always, he seems to be giving the best advice (laughs) to the other characters. He kind of come across as, like, the older brother figure or the guru. Like, the, I know all, I see all. I might tell you something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know all. Yeah, and he kind of has an uh, ambiguous relationship going on where you're not sure if the guy that he's living with is romantic partner or just roommate i mean it's implied that they were romantic in the past but they kind of leave it vague i guess <laughs> well, they're just roommates now because he needs to be free for haruki yeah i know it's but like then, they got, if they want to have that you know the double romance you know two different romances in one band then they can't make one of them unavailable so i think they're just trying to yeah they can't keep it vague Rana. Yeah, it's like, oh, they seem close and they're living together, but we're not going to say that they're actually a couple because we want to leave it open for Haruki to get in there and uh, get that uh, Akiko action he's been craving. But the Akiko (laughs) thing, though, also is you see him with girls and you see him being like really like caring and stuff and then just turn around and be like, okay, talk to you later. And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's the But there's implications that they spent the night, too. So you're like. Well, Did they? Or, or just, he just hung out, maybe? Yeah, he got drunk a couple of times and spent the night over at Haruki's while Haruki is like just sitting there blushing and is like, I should take a picture of him while he's sleeping. Because ah, ah. he's very, yeah, as I said, he obviously got a crush, but not entirely sure if it's reciprocal. It seems like it could be. There's, a, you know, a couple scenes where Akiko could possibly be flirting with him, kind of touching his hair a little bit. I mean, that's why they're always going out on fag breaks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoa, Jen. <laughs> this is Amer- <laughs> American English. Okay, in British English, fag means cigarette. We just make sure... For the viewers, listeners, <laughs> there's a lot of smoke breaks. Yeah, yeah, a lot. Of, they go out for smokes a lot. <clears throat> Thereby, convenient excuses to leave the room mm-hmm. and leave the two younger kohais together alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's some cute comedy in there. There's a couple of scenes that are pretty good. Oh my god, I laughed out loud so many times. I like the part when they're the amp, and he's like, "Things like what happens if I turn it all the way up?" He's like, "Let's try it." <laughs> <laughs> No, no. Like, I, re- I just remember one scene where they were at, uh, they were out getting Yakiniku. What was it? Like, Haruki's trying to tell them stuff about, okay, important stuff about band, upcoming gig, and everyone's just kind of sitting there. They're just sitting there watching the meat plate, and then, like, the second that it's ready, they're like, oh, all them, like, grabbing the meat from the hot plate. He's like, you guys weren't listening at all, were you? <laughs> like, nope. Nope. <laughs> I think it was, uh, one of the earlier scenes that made me giggle was when they were talking about, now you need a part-time job. What do you mean? You're in a band now, so you have to get a part-time job. You need money. And that was another, I guess, a nice example of the, you know, the senior, senior band members being very supportive. Like, here, here, here's all these job listings. You know, I've tried this place. You could try these kind of places. It might be good a fit for you. But Jen, was there some uh, funny moment that you wanted to point out? There was one that I absolutely laughed at, but it's really later in the series and I don't want to spoil it. So, mm. <laughs> but they're, they're, they're having a conversation and basically Haruki the other guitarist is the only one who hasn't clocked on. And he's like, wait, 
wait, you just casually dropped this into the conversation and I had no idea about it. Wait, did everybody know about this? <laughs> like that that was the expression on his face and it was so good. Yeah. Actually, the expressions are really, really well done. Mm-hmm. Like um, the, I forget the girl's name. Which one? There's a girl in my BLM. I know, yeah. Um, <laughs> the classmate or? Yeah, the classmate that has a crush on Uenoyama on Mitsuka. Yeah, Kasai. Yeah. And when she's trying to wake um, Ritsuka up, uh. <laughs> and he's just dead to the world, and Mafuyu comes along and he's like, Uenoyama. <laughs> and he's like, Ooh. <gasps> She's like, No, he was taken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't have any claim on him. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I yeah. think if that's my one complaint, is they had the trope with the jealous girl. Yeah, I mean, she wasn't that bad compared to some others, but you kind of saw where it was going, where it's like, okay, she she likes him, and yeah, once she finds out you know, these juicy details about Mafuyu's past, she's going to tell him about it and, you know, cause some sort of uh, existential crisis in uh, Rizka. She also apologizes. Yeah. So I have to, I have to, and then you never see her again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she she causes like a little bit of ripples, but ultimately doesn't like do anything weird or crazy. So she's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's. I think she's a good person, and I think she just didn't have a chance. That's her own fault for starring in a BL anime. Yeah, she should have been in like some shoujo anime if she wanted to get with a guy. <laughs> Actually, wait, even in some shoujo anime, they never get with a guy because True. they're still... Do they, don't they, for 50 volumes? Ah. <coughs> Scoop <it. laughs> <laughs> The only other real female character you get is uh, Ritsuka's sister, because he said also kind of has a crush on one of the guys, but, you know, kind of in vain, because he <laughs> doesn't really show any interest in her at all. Nope. So they're just kind of background, <laughs> yeah. But the sister definitely plays into that... Uh, Sundere like takes care of the family, but it's kind of oh yeah, it's a family of Sundres, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they both have the gene, I guess. <laughs> but then, part, yeah, but part of that one is is that like when they get home, she's like, "Cook dinner," and he's like, "Okay, <laughs> yeah." I do have to wonder if um, she has more of a role in the manga. I after watching this, I need to go out and get the manga and read the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because <laughs> I think from what I read, the anime covers like the first couple volumes of the manga. <gasps> There's more. Yeah, there's like six volumes out, so there's definitely more to the story. First couple volumes kind of focus on, you know, the formation of the band and then kind of starting the romance between Ritsuka and Mafuyu. And then I guess the next part concentrates more on the other two guys. And yeah, so I think, so I watched a preview for the movie just because I was curious. And yeah, there definitely seems to be content evolving uh, what's going to happen with uh, Haruki and Akihiko. So Jen can look forward to watching that in theaters. (laughs) I guess another thing is like kind of the art style of the series. How did you think it, how did it look on the screen? I think there were a couple of scenes where the animation was kind of janky, but I thought they did a really great job overall. The character designs were great. The comedy expressions were fantastic. And the CG where they, they're actually playing instruments <sighs> wasn't too wasn't too obnoxious. I know, but I was just so pissed. Like, why the fuck? Why is it any fan scene? Do you have to do the stupid CG thing? It's like, you don't need it. It's so unnecessary. Because it's cheaper. <sighs> but like you animated the whole rest of the thing. Why can't you just 
Keep animating that part. Ah! <laughs> it's just a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> I remember Utapri. It looked terrible every time they did it. Oh, yeah. It's traumatized me. So anytime I see that sudden animation shift, I'm like, ah. But that's more like generic group dancing, bad CG in Utapri. Whereas this wasn't, it wasn't as bad, I don't think. I know, but it just seems so unnecessary. It's like they're, because they're not dancers. They're just playing guitar and drums and singing on stage. It's like, why do you need to change over? It's not like this became so much more complicated than what was being animated previously. Again, it's just, I'm probably overreacting just because I have <laughs> I have trauma. Okay, I have trauma in my past. Like Mafuyu. <laughs> so maybe not to that extent. I just was scarred by bad CGI and idol anime. What did you think of the animation, Tara? I liked it. It was enjoyable. It wasn't... Okay, it was... Anytime they throw the CG is always scarring because it always tip pulls you out of the story. <laughs> You're like, wait, what? what? Yeah, I thought it was, you know, the very, like a lot of the backgrounds were very pretty and they used, had nice use of colors and mm-hmm. different different scenes and such. Like, I don't know, when they're outdoors and you see like the sunsets or whatever, or they change scenery to different places. I guess scene where uh, Mafuyu... And part of his trying to get over his tragedy, he went back to the beach and was like looking out at the ocean at a place where he and his boyfriend had visited one time. And, you know, that uh, that scene, like the boyfriend was kind of dropping hints at that time that he was not planning to be around very long, I thought, like, because you never really meet this character except in flashbacks. So you don't really know, like, why. Well, you meet him through flashbacks through uh, Mafia's perspective, like. Because yeah. he's, he's already passed when the series starts, so you never meet him. Yeah. You meet via perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it just kind of makes you wonder about, like, well, what was everything that was going on that led to... Because it can't just seem like they had one fight and then his boyfriend committed suicide. Like, as I said, that scene, it seemed like he was kind of hinting before they even had any fight that he was like, oh, you'll remember this someday, like, in years from now. Like, why are you talking like that? Stop it. Maybe he just, I guess maybe they didn't really bring attention to it in the anime. I don't know how they did it in the manga, but maybe he has de- well, had depression. Yeah. And so just things building up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they even said, you know, it seemed like their parents knew about it and approved of the relationship, or at least weren't going to stop the relationship. So it's not like, oh, you know, we're gay, but we can't be together. So that's why this happened. But I feel like there was a lot that wasn't explicitly stated in the anime, just hinted at. And I wonder, and I do feel like I need to go read the manga now. Yeah. In order to find out more about it. Because mm-hmm. they definitely, they say, they hint that Mafia's dad was arrested, but you don't know why. Well, he said something about that he got beaten up by his dad. So I assume that would be the reason um. that probably a domestic violence uh, reason is why he got arrested. Yeah, but people in Japan never get arrested for domestic violence. Well, maybe this is an idealistic version where the consequences actually happen, which may not reflect real life, but yeah, you hope that they would, but... But... That was true, there'd be magical girls running around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) There are magical girls running around, what are you talking about? Uh, Yeah. Oh, is Wesley dressing up again? (laughs) (laughs) I really want to put mascara on him because his eyelashes are so long, but I don't think he'd let me... (laughs) Uh, not to be completely off topic, but that just reminded me of the time when we were in Japan and we went to the photo booth where you could do like, you know, where it like kawaii'd you up. Anime eyes. <laughs> yes. And where that Wes had his big anime eyes and it was really freaky, but also, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was 
back to the shoes. I do yeah. have to say that it's nice in that the series, um, even though it's BL, the drawing, neither of them are over girly. Like, yeah. Yeah. They're both definitely have a masculine tent to them. Mm-hmm. Young, but masculine. Yeah. Like, neither one of them is so pretty there. The yeah, girl. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not that that style of trope where it's like, yeah, you got one one guy six foot tall, but still like super skinny and lanky, and then one guy who's like five feet tall and looks like ten years younger than the other guy. That's because they normally are ten years younger than the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm thinking of the one that you're thinking of. <laughs> uh, I mean, that seems to apply to a lot. I mean, I was kind of picturing Junjo Romantica. Oh, yeah, Junjo Romantica. <laughs> or the other one that's exactly like that one. Isekai Hatsukoi. Yeah, Isekai Ichi Hatsukoi. <laughs> yeah, not, sorry, not Isekai Hatsukoi. <laughs> First love in oh, another yeah. world? <laughs> yes, she needs to do that now. <laughs> okay, yeah, make this one, like, it's be, it's the same story again that you already did, like, two or three times, but now it's an Isekai. <laughs> then you have to add on Gaon, because yes. Gaon has to be a... <laughs> yeah. This is Gaon, kind of, but I mean, Gaon didn't have like the tragic, <laughs> any of the tragic stuff. It was just pure slice of life and band. I know, but now I, want, I wanted to doshi yeah. Gaon. This gave me, haha, this given me. Ah! <laughs> said the name of the show. Um, like gravitation vibes. Yeah. Like with them actually being in a relationship. <laughs> well, I guess they kind of were. They are in, in a real relationship in gravitation. <laughs> Yeah, but then there's that whole scene where he jumps in through the roof and you're like, what? Why are you just like a dog? Anyway. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I felt like it, it was like gravitation, but more realistic. Okay. Oh yeah, because gravitation definitely had more wacky comedy. <laughs> but that's that also reflects the time it was written in too, because that mm -hmm. was the same era where if you go back and watch some of the movies, some of the stuff that they did and pulled off at that time, mm -hmm. like just doesn't pass now. Mm. So that's more of a reflection on its time, gravitation versus. But yeah, it's very. It's I like it that it's realistic, without being outlandish. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the humor's you know grounded. Mm -hmm. I guess like it's still that slice of life humor where it's just funny everyday situations where sometimes gravitation went kind of really off the rails on the uh, on the humor part of it. But oh, that's what mm -hmm. I mean. I still love it. It's still one of my favorites. But. <laughs> It's definitely... What? You mean showing up yeah. dressed as a schoolgirl is not normal? He dressed up as a schoolgirl, a, a dog, dog, a battery, a suitcase. <laughs> he had a whole closet full of different outfits. By the way, outfits. where do you randomly have a suitcase outfit? Like, I don't look in my closet and think, <laughs> I need a suitcase outfit. Like, that's just not... Well, I mean, are you a uh, rock star BL idol in Japan? <laughs> Tragically, no. <laughs> but in my future life, I want to be okay. now. Okay. <laughs> be reborn into the gravitation universe. <laughs> no, I don't want to be reborn in the gravitation uh, universe. Yeah. I guess that was his way out of the closet, is just taking all of his clothes out. Ha ha. bum Yeah. That wasn't a very good joke, but I did it. Anyway, yeah, since we're talking about, I guess, other music BL, we can talk about the music of this series as well, which you kind of, you got just a couple of scenes where they're you know, playing their music and doing the band thing. But uh, what do you think of the the songs that they had and the music that they played and the few times that it came up? Yeah, they didn't really have that much music in the series, but the opening and the ending were really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I found it good but i didn't find it like exceptional like i want to go out and find the songs mm. like uta i actually went out 
and looked for the CDs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's a different like level of music, but I'm yeah. saying like they're they're nice, but they're not like making me go out to go see if I can find that CD mm-hmm. or that song to buy. Yeah. Well, I say once you get to episode nine, there's a a very big emotional payoff music scene. So I'd say that's something to look forward to. <laughs> that's probably the best part music wise of the series is what I would say. It's kind of a accumulation of all of the trauma and emotions that Mahuyu is going through up until that point, and then kind of his release on stage is kind of like... Praising? <laughs> Jen, I'm trying to have an emotional moment here, and you have to ruin it. <laughs> He's a wannabe gay rock star who had a release on stage. I have no idea why you would think that. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Did you want to bring up any other points about... Oh, oh! Yeah, Dip Jen has something. Oh, wait, but we forgot to mention the fluffy doge. The fluffy dog. Yeah, I was actually going to mention that. (laughs) Puppy. When the hell does Mafuyu walk his dog? Um, don't worry about it. Does Mafuyu live alone? No, he he he, has a dog. But he has a, he lives with his mom. So, I mean, you never see her, but she apparently does live there. So maybe she walks the dog. Uh, at random times when we never see her because she's always out walking the dogs. That's why we never see his mom. Maybe. But the few times you do see his apartment, he's like, not now. And it's like, the dog's like, no, I'm I'm so neglected. Like, no, walk your dog. Poor Fluffy Doge, the most tragic character in Given. Why did we make ourselves sad? We went from horny to sad. I mean, that's normally what happens. Yeah, horny sad, horny sad. <laughs> that's like 90% of BLs, let's be honest. Uh, yeah, yep. true. That I guess that about sums it up then. <laughs> <laughs> though this series, okay, yeah, since we're going to the ratings, this series isn't very horny, though, I would say. No. On, their, on our eggplant scale rating. Um, but it's so moe. Yeah, it is, but it's like rated 14, I want to say. Like age-wise? Or out of five? 14 out of 5. No, no, he, it's, it's like, like the a, age. Like the age it's range? It's like a 1 I out mean, of 5. Yeah, on the eggplant scale, I mean, it's probably only like 1 out of 5, because you, I mean, you have some like romantic pining type things, but it's not like, uh, oh yeah, I want him. <laughs> you don't get that like yearning, you know? It's just kind of, at least the part, you know, the part that's portrayed in the anime, maybe, maybe there's more later on, but it's just kind of. Yeah, kind of, you know, crushes on each other, but not really overtly sexual about it, I guess. So, mm. Well, that's because they're attracted to each other's, like, feelings. They, like, they have feelings for each other, not, you know, raw, horny emotions. Yeah. <laughs> that actually sounds kind of boring. Well, I mean... You were not doing yeah. well describing this. <laughs> <laughs> It's, a, it's more emotional than sexual. Yes, it's is, definitely more yeah. emotional than sexual. So if you're looking for something that's, you know, you're looking to get your rocks off, this probably isn't the series. <laughs> just just go read the fanfiction. <laughs> yeah, go find some fanfics and fan art, because I'm sure it's out there. Uh, but overall, how would you rate it out of five? Give it a four out of five. It's a cute series. It's very enjoyable. It mm-hmm. makes me want to go find the manga. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I would four out of five. Yeah, I think we're all all in agreement. Four out of five. It's a good series. There, I guess one thing is like a bit slow paced, but 
But it's not like you're bored, really. But it just it does move a bit slow. Is why I have one criticism. But it also both of us also binged it in like a weekend. So. I know. I, it's like I can't really say it's slow if I just watched it in like two days, but because <laughs> I was just you know always going on to the next thing. It's it's definitely worth the four hours of your life to watch it. Yeah, there's like, you know, you got 11 episodes of anime, got a few spare hours, and you think it sounds interesting, might as well give it a try. You know, I think it's good for, like, even people who aren't into BL, because it's not heavy on those troublesome tropes that we've talked about before. So it might be a good starter series, I guess, if you don't want to get all that weird BL stuff. This is definitely much more down-to-earth type of series where it's kind of developing more naturally rather than relying on those tropes that, you know, it's just gonna... This is gonna happen because that's what always happens in these series. It's more realistic just development between the different characters, so... Yeah, I think our generation of Fujoshi were definitely influenced in probably not a good way by our gateway drugs, like Junjo, Romantica, and Gravitation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, my gateway, my generation is earlier than that. I think I was brought in by, like, Fake and stuff, and oh, Kizuna, oh, yeah. things like Kizuna. that. So that'll do it for us today. Thanks for listening to us once again. If you're interested in listening to past episodes of Fujoshi Trash Talk, you can find them on AnnieRoseCreative.com. Uh, you'll also find our other sister podcasts on that site as well. There's the Prime Annie Bros or Annie Cousins, Kenny and Laven talking about various bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I have to get a dig in at Kenny now since he, uh, since he was so uh, surprised by the last one. And there's also Real Japan, which is about live-action adaptations of anime and manga. And then, of course, Otafu Susume, which Jen and Ooh. Wes host and recommend things to each other. Yeah, fun times. And you can also find us on Twitter at Creative. And if you enjoyed this episode, let us know what you think in the comments, or if you have any suggestions of something you think we would enjoy watching or not enjoy watching if you don't like us. And that's it for today. See you next time, everybody. Bye.